Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome and thank you so much for stopping by. And to my continued listeners and supporters, thank you, thank you, thank you. You all could be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So I, for that, I do appreciate you. Now, y'all know how I like to do before we get into anything. Let's get into this reflection. Some of the best moments in life are ones you can't tell anyone. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I guess I can agree with that, but I would say a lot of the best moments in life are the ones I don't post on social media. A lot of my best moments don't make it to social media and that's by choice. Just like some of the best songs are the ones that are not played on the radio. <laughs> But, um, I, I guess I, I, I say that because, you know, I don't really, you know, post too much on social media anyway. Hell, I just posted for the first time in a long time, just, uh, the other day and I was posted a moment and that was just a snippet of a moment that I chose to share. But yeah, most of my best moments, I actually don't post on social media. Interesting. Interesting. Like... If I, you know, when I actually get married one day, I don't think I'm going to post too many of my wedding pictures on social media. I'm just not. And, and I know this may sound crazy, but I was telling one of my friends, I said, when I get married, I do not want people having their phones out at the actual wedding ceremony. I would rather they have them out during the reception but I don't want people having their phones out during the ceremony. And she was like, my friend, she was like, oh, you can't control people from, you know, you can't control people having their phones out during the ceremony, whatever. People going to do what they want to do. You know, that's the type of world, that's the world we live in. People just, people want to record everything. I'm like, I get that. And that's fine. But on my wedding day, I want to have people just put their phones away or whatever. Just respect what I'm saying. But I do know that people say when you're up there getting married, you're not paying attention to the people and, you know, your, your guests anyway. You're just up there getting married. But that's just me. I say put the phones away during the ceremony, but then, you know, you can resume when we get to the reception part. And I say that because, I mean, I've been to weddings or whatever, and I, I remember this one wedding I went to where it was like everybody had their phone out you know, as the bride was walking down the aisle and stuff. And I get it. Everybody wanted to post. They want to post. I get that. But for me, it's it's not, you're not being engaged. You're not in the moment when you do that. And that's why I say that because I would rather, I'd rather for people to be engaged in the moment. And if you're trying to, you're busy trying to get the shot or you're trying to get the video, you know, it's gonna, it's, you're, you're losing the moment. So, I mean, that's just me now. And that may sound like a control thing. I don't know, but that's just, that's just my, that's just me. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would say some of the best moments are ones that don't make it to social media. For me, some of the best moments are the ones that you really don't have to post. And as far as some of the best moments in life are the ones you don't tell anybody about. Hmm. I think it just depends. I, I think it just depends. Um, and I can see why that would be because on the other hand, I could see like sometimes you could tell somebody about something, you could be excited about it and they just don't have the same fire as you. And that can kind of, you know, kind of make you feel like, Ugh, make you feel away like, Ugh. like you'd be thinking they hating or they jealous or maybe they just don't really care as much as you do about whatever it is you on fire about. But either way, I can see why sometimes, yeah it's better to just kind of keep stuff to yourself even when you, you know, when you're excited or whatever. So anyway, so we are coming up on Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody's having a great week. I, I, I've been having a pretty productive week. Um, 
I um, actually did some laundry today. I did it today because I wanted to get it out the way so I wouldn't have to think about it uh, for the rest of the week and going into the weekend. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing that stuff. But yeah, I'm so looking forward to the three-day weekend. I'm looking forward to some R&R more than anything. I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I still feel like I'm trying to catch up on sleep from Saturday. <laughs> Sheesh. Man. But I had a good weekend, though. So, me and my niece went up to, um, we went to the uh, No Cap Comedy Show with, uh, who was it? DC Young Fly, um, Chico Bean, and um, who else? It was a few people I, I didn't even know were, were on the ticket. Um, I actually like comedy shows where there are like more than one comedian. You know, there's like maybe like seven people or something like that. I actually like those kind of comedy shows where there's like a bunch of people on the ticket because I'm a bang for your buck kind of girl. And I like to feel like I'm getting, you know, a bang for my buck. I like to feel like, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting what I paid for. So I, I like those kind of um, comedy shows. The last one I went to before this one was in 2016, and it was uh, it was Cedric the Entertainer, um, D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, George Lopez, uh, Charlie Murphy, and somebody. I think I'm forgetting somebody, but that was the the Get Down tour. And, uh, that was pretty good too. Like I said, that was in 2016. That was around the time Prince had died. Matter of fact, because I remember they all wore purple to, you know, to represent Prince and, th and stuff. And, um, yeah, that was 2016. That was a good comedy show too. Yeah, that was a good one. And, um, it was fun too. It was, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, so this one Saturday was, like I said, DC Young Fly, Chico Bean, Carlos Miller, Lil Duval, Michael Blackson. Like, I didn't know Lil Duval was going to be there, and I didn't know Michael Blackson was going to be there. Um, uh, Black Ron, he was there. Um, D-Ray Davis, too. Now, D-Ray Davis, he pretty much was, like, the host. He kind of, he did what Steve Harvey did at the um, Kings of Comedy. He was, like, basically hosting it, and then, you know, he was telling jokes in between. So he basically was, you know, the MC or whatever. And, um... I think my favorite one out of all of them was um, Carlos Miller. I really, really, really liked Carlos Miller. He, You know, different comedians have a different style of joke telling, and, and sometimes some resonate with you more than others or whatever, but I really like Carlos Miller. I like his style of joke telling. He was really, really fucking funny. And um, I didn't think I was going to like Lil Duval, honey, because I really don't. I ain't really been a big fan of no Lil Duval. I just, I don't know. But he was actually funny, and my niece was telling me, like, you got to give him a chance, because she said she used to think that about him, too, that he wasn't really funny. And so she saw him somewhere, and she said he had the crowd cracking the fuck up. So I gave him a chance, and he was pretty funny. He was pretty funny. He was. And um, Michael Blackson, he was funny. I see Michael Blackson's coming here to Columbus in July. He's coming to the Funny Bone. I wanted to see him then, but now that I saw him Saturday, I don't know if I want to go because, you know, when it comes to these comedians, you can't go see them, you know, you can't go see them back to back because you're going to be telling the same jokes, you know, so it's like a waste of money to go to, to, to do that. So I might not go see him since he was there um, Saturday night. And, um, yeah. Um, DC Young Fly, he... I, okay, he was cool, but you know what he did? Let me tell you what he did. He came out, and he was only out for all of what? He was only up there. His set, he was the last person, and his set was lasted all of, like, what, 10 minutes? But one of my girlfriends, she said that that's how it is on, on like, comedy tours when it's, like, a bunch of people. She said the last comedian is always the, the has the shortest time up there. I didn't know that. Because when I went to the one in 2016, you know, I don't see, I don't remember who went last. I don't remember, I don't remember who went first or who went last, but, um, so I can't remember who, you know, how long they spent up there, but I know DC Youngfly's ass was up there for like 10 minutes. And then we was looking like, what? Cause the show was supposed to be over at 11. Shit. He was done at like 10 30 or something like that. 10 40, something like that. We was looking like, oh, okay. Shit. I said, shit, he, 
he got up there and did what Rick Ross as did on his uh, podcast. Y'all hear about that? <laughs> when Rick Ross was getting interviewed by DC Young Fly and them, and um, and uh, why do black folks always gotta say in them? Mama Neil, Tasha Neil, <laughs> DC Young Fly Neil. <laughs> but uh, he was getting interviewed and his fucking ass just left. Talking about, he he said, you know how you get that call? They asked him about it. He, about, he, he said, you know how you get that call? You know, he said he smoked a blunt. Went in the bathroom and smoked a blunt. He said, and then you just leave. <laughs> that's rude as fuck, Rick Ross, okay? My niece said, and that's what his fat ass did at, his, at the last show she went to to go see him at. He just left. <laughs> Rick and Rose. But, uh, <laughs> that's rather rude, though. You don't just leave, nigga. But, um, so, yeah, DC Young Fly got his ass up there. Now, I, you know, the, the show was pretty good. I had a good time, and I, they were actually funnier than I thought. See, most of those guys are from Wildin' Out. Um, and I am not a big avid fan. I mean, I'm not a big avid watcher of Wildin' Out. I mean, like, if I'm sitting there watching TV, and if I'm flicking through the channels, and you know, it's, and it happens to be on and I ain't got shit else to watch. I might tune in, you know, stop by and tune in, you know, nothing against the show. I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it is pretty funny. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty funny. And I do like when they play the dozens. I do. I like when they play, play the dozens or whatever, cause they be saying some slick, slick ass shit. So, you know, um, so I will check it out here and there. Um, but I, I don't really pay attention to DC Youngfly. I know he's like a hot comedian right now. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because he's so much younger. I don't know, because I'm more of the, you know, the D.L. Hughley's, the Cedric the Entertainers, you know, the older comedians. But I don't know. I'm, I've never even really... I have I have listened to him on on um, Wild and Out, so I can't say I haven't really heard nothing he, he's ever had to say. But I just don't pay attention to DC Young Fly, <laughs> so I really. But I could tell by the audience when we were there. Hell, they were like he was like the fa he was the one everybody was coming to see. That's why I was surprised he was up there. First of all, I was surprised he was last, and then he was up there. You know, the, the shortest time. I don't know, but I guess they were the other was like I guess the others were like opening acts for him i don't know but you know but I, I did like carlos miller a lot i would actually go see him again if he came by himself too and um but yeah so so it was a pretty good show overall but i tell you what i, t I tell you what i tell you what i am not wearing no fucking heels anymore man i had a fucking i guess you could call it a, he a high heel malfunction <laughs> Man, okay, so I got my outfit at the last minute, pretty much. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to wear, and I really hadn't been thinking about it. So at the last minute, I was like, I got to go get me something to wear. But actually, no, I take that back. What I did was I wore something out of my closet. So really, the the the, the shoes was the only thing I went and bought, and that was from Forever 21. Now, I'm not a big... I wear heels, but I'm not really big on like high ass stilettos and shit like that. I don't, I just don't really do all that no more. I like to dress for comfort now that I'm older, you know, and because I just can't do it. So, um, but I saw these cute, you know, these cute heels, the little clear heels or whatever, you know, and when I, when I tell you, oh my gosh, those damn things hurted my feet so fucking bad. Then on top of that, the, the jeans that I wore, they're, they're, they're cute skinny jeans. However, because I am losing weight, they were like kind of, they wasn't really tight on me. Now that's a good thing because it shows I'm losing some weight. Cause when I first bought them, they was fitted like a motherfucker. They was fitting the shit. I was fitting the shit out of them, but because I'm losing weight, they were kind of like baggy as shit, you know? So it didn't really give me the look that I was looking for now. Um, and I didn't really know because like I said, I, I picked the, I put the outfit together at the very last minute. Um, the shirt I already, the shirt I wore, I already had. And like I said, the jeans I already had. And with me working from home, I don't get dressed every day. Like I'm not, you know, all I do is take a shower and I throw on something just to wear around the house. But for the most part, I'm not really getting dressed every day. So it's not like, 
Um, it's not like I've been putting on those jeans, you know? So I didn't know that they wasn't going to really be fitting. And I'm like, oh shit. So man, <laughs> oh man, that part was kind of like disasters dealing with them fucking heels. When I tell you, mm-mm. so we, we get there, we get to the parking garage, whatever we, you know, we step out, you know, we get, we go into the elevator because from the parking garage, you know, led to the elevator, then the elevator led to the, where the, um, event was. So, so we didn't have far to walk. So that was a good thing. But when you in some fucking hills and your feet hurting like crazy, that's a long ass walk. So when we, um, got to the parking garage and stuff, we probably got out the car and stuff. My feet started hurting by the time we got to the elevator. So I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, Oh shit. So I'm like, well, maybe I could do it. You know, maybe I could, I could, you know, go ahead and put some pep in my step and just kind of, kind of carry on. And maybe once I get in there and sit on down, then, then, you know, I could, um, you know, I can, um, kick my, kick the heels off. Shit. By the time we got to the auditorium, like by the time we left the elevator, got off the elevator and went over to the auditorium before we could actually get to our seat, man, I kicked them damn shoes off so fast. I said, these bitches got to go. My niece was like, she, my feet will burn because I would not take my shoes off. <laughs> said, I was thinking like, shit, either one or two things going to happen. My ass is going to fall or these shoes got to come off. Shit, them shoes came off. So then... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could laugh at it now, but at the moment I was kind of like over it. Man, I done broke into a hot ass sweat and worked up a hot ass sweat just from walking in them damn hills trying to work it out. Shit, I think I lost like two or three pounds just from that. So, um, so finally sat down. Like I said, we enjoyed the show and everything. And then uh, I, I, ain't, I, I had to go ahead and walk to walk back to the car with no shoes on. <laughs> Shit. Oh, shit. I was carrying my fucking shoes like fuck this shit but you know I think situations like that I don't think people really paid out no mind because I didn't really I was looking at you know as we were walking um to the car to you know back to the car and stuff I was kind of like oh man I don't want to be walking through all these people walking in front of all these people with no damn shoes on but I didn't see nobody looking down at my feet or nothing like that you know it was a lot of people and plus I didn't really give a fuck we was in Cincinnati I'm like shit I don't know nobody here and now nobody know me and we did not see nobody that we knew thank goodness but um I couldn't have did no shit like that in Dayton I ain't gonna lie <laughs> or, or shit not even here in Columbus but um but yeah so but you know, people, I think people know, like if they see, when they see women doing that, cause everybody knows how it is with heels. They know what it is. They probably, some people probably would have, people who did notice probably just like, oh shit, she done bought some, done bought some damn heels. She can't even walk in. I saw another girl with her shoes off too. I'm looking like, girl, I feel your pain. See, we women, man, I'm telling you, we go through so much just to try to look good, to be cute or whatever. And sometimes some shit just don't even be worth it, man. I ain't gonna lie. That happened to me before. Um, matter of fact, I remember it was some years ago. It was probably like 2002. I was, uh, my then boyfriend, we came up to Cincinnati. Matter of fact, it was, uh, no, I think it was Kentucky. One of them, Cincinnati, Kentucky. Cause y'all know, it was, you know, the, 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 um, it's just, you know, they're the bridge or whatever, but we were in that area. And, um, I had on these white boots. I never forget. It was some cute ass white boots too but they were so fucking, you know, they were just, they were high as shit and couldn't really walk in them. By the end of the night, man, he had to carry me to the car. I couldn't walk. Oh my gosh. You know? And then at this, at the comedy shows, now like I could carry no flats in my purse or nothing like that. Cause first of all, I had a little ass purse. They wouldn't even let us carry our little ass bags in. Like we had women who had, you know, little clutches or whatever. They wouldn't even let us carry those in. We had to walk, a lot of people had to walk back to their car to take their purses back and shit. So I couldn't carry no flats up in there, needless to say. So, I mean, yeah, I had to do what I had to do. Then I had another experience like that when I was my class reunion. Yep, my 10 year reunion some years ago. And I had on this cute ass yellow dress because you know how they do the dinner, the, 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 the meet and greet, the picnic or whatever, and then the dinner. And then I, like I said, I wore this cute ass yellow dress to the dinner and I had on these bad ass black fucking heels. They were so freaking cute and sexy as fuck, but I could not walk in them. Oh my gosh. And 
with that, I remember by the end of the night, I kicked them off and me and my good girlfriend, we walked back to the car, you know, when we, you know, we were leaving. I had to walk back to the car through downtown Dayton with no fucking shoes on. <laughs> Woo, shit. So, yeah. So, moments like that is why I don't really wear, like, you know, too high of a heel. But here's the catch, though. And this is what my, um, my good girlfriend was saying. You got to wear a heel that's got a thick-ass sole on the bottom. And that's what it was because the, the, the heels that I wore, they were thin as shit. But if they got a thick ass sole, then you'll be fine because the sole is like a cushion to your foot. Because that's really what be hurting, you know. And I, I even took them shoes and walked on them at home just to see, you know. And and I was like, okay, they might give me a little bit of a problem. But if I if I can sit down fast enough, if I can go somewhere, if we get to where we're going and I can sit down fast enough, I should be okay. But honey, that ain't what happens. Um, it's different when you're walking on that concrete and shit. I just... Overall, I'm just not gonna do the shit no more. I'm I'm gonna throw them goddamn shoes away, or I, I think I think I might just take them to play those closet. Either one, but honey, I they ain't going on these. They ain't not going on these feet no more. I had I came home, took me a nice hot ass shower, and I scrubbed the shit out of my feet like five fucking times. Okay, shy. And then you know we didn't get home till about. I'm gonna get back here to about maybe like one, two in the morning. Didn't go to sleep till probably about four shit i'm still chasing sleep from that night <laughs> oh my oh goodness oh goodness so yes ma'am so yeah that was my weekend so um yeah so like i said we're moving into the uh memorial day weekend um the weather's supposed to be nice too so that's a good thing that's a really, really good thing. And that's another thing about Saturday. It rained so bad. We almost didn't go. It rained so freaking bad. I was like, yeah, we still gonna go though. Cause we ain't about to waste our monies. No, ma'am. Cause my niece was salty. She was like, damn, I hate that it rained. Cause it, it was one of them rains where it was just like, if we might've thought that it was going to rain, you know how sometimes it, it can rain, it can rain, it can pour down raining. But then like two minutes later, the sun started coming out, you know, no one nothing like that this shit it started raining about three two or three o'clock and it went on through the rest of the night we was like damn so yeah but but it, all in all in all it still ended up being a you know fun a fun moment so it was cool but um man so um this is us aired their last episode oh my gosh they aired their last episode tonight. Oh man, I am just like I can't believe that show is coming to has come to an end. I just can't believe it. And they were saying on the news that because they like they talked about it on the news, and they were saying how um the show a lot of people who um watched the show were really appreciative of the fact that they basically shined a light on Alzheimer's and how it affects the person that has it. Not only does it, not only, they they showed how not only does it affect the person, but it, it affects the, the person's loved ones as well. And that was good because I actually know a few people whose parents have that. Like uh, one of my good girlfriends, her father has dementia. And now I don't really know what the difference, the, the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's because it, it seemed like it's the same thing. I don't know. But her father has it and he's had it for a while and... You know, she has told me how it is heartbreaking, you know, to, to see her father not know, um, you know, to, to have a loss of memory like that. And this other guy that I know, his mother has Alzheimer's and he said the same thing that, you know, it's a hurtful thing to see your parent who you've known all your life now have become basically a different person because their, you know, their mind is no longer there. So it's like, you know. I mean, I can, I can definitely imagine because you, you've been, you've been with this person all your life and now they don't even really know who you are anymore. So yes, I can imagine. And, um, so the show brought awareness to that. And so people were, um, a lot of people, uh, were sharing that they appreciated that, but see, this is us was one of those type of shows. Anyway, I love that freaking show. That show will make you feel every emotion that a human is supposed to feel, like, it'll make you happy, sad. Like, you fall in love with... The, I fell in love with the characters. And, I mean, 
it it's just a it was just a relatable remarkable show i mean powerful show it you know and on this last episode i noticed that they you know they there was a lot of dialogue with a lot of messages in it about life in general because like i said one of the main characters rebecca she was the one who she was the mother she's the one who had the alzheimer's and she ended up passing away and stuff oh my gosh i was like oh my gosh but they always reflected back to the past and stuff like the childhood i love i think that's what i love about it the most is because the show will go back to childhood and it'll show you how the characters they still had remnants of who they were as children even as adults and i and to me that's real life because that is how most of I, I think that we are all pretty much just adult versions of ourselves as children now we can change like certain things about us will change but your core personality never leaves it, it and it shows you know when you're a kid when you're like you know two or three years old your 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 personality the core of who you are like that that pureness like who you are with without being influenced or anything or whatever um that is who you are and like i said it starts it starts when you're a child so that's why i love that show like it it just really 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 does tackle and hit on a lot of things that you know but it's 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 gone so we we won't be seeing it anymore um but i like when the father um jack he was shave uh randall and kevin were you know he was teaching them how to shave and they were so excited it was such a cute moment and they were so excited about shaving for the first time and stuff and he was talking to him and he said you know it's funny how when we're children we just can't wait to be adults and when we're adults we want to go back to childhood in, in a way you know and that is so true because when we're kids we can't wait to grow up and do adult things and everything and then when we're adults adulting isn't always fun baby it's not it's a lot of worry and it's i mean it's just a lot that comes with being an adult and so sometimes you find yourself just kind of feeling nostalgia a lot because you would be reminiscing on the good old days and you know that's because shit sometimes adulthood is just hard it, it is that's when shit gets more raw too like oh my gosh but um but i can honestly say though when i was a, a teenager or a child whatever i i um i was never the type of child or teenager who couldn't wait to be grown like i really didn't i i was more so the type that enjoyed wherever i was you know i enjoyed being a teenager i enjoyed being a child like i i i literally never sat and wished i would was older or, or, or you know i never even used to lie about my age i was never one of those people that tried to be older than i really was no i didn't i i enjoyed where i was and i tell young people that now like you know don't ever be in a just and, and to any 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 of my listeners who might be young who might be teenagers or you know early 20s or some shit like that or something you know 19 or 18 whatever still in high school whatever enjoy where you are enjoy being young man go to those school dances go to prom go to those homecoming dances enjoy that shit don't be sitting up here too too fast and too grown thinking school was just boring and oh my gosh i hate school no no go enjoy that shit enjoy um are you are you worry about is is looking as fly as fuck going to school you know with the latest hottest uh sneakers on and the hottest outfits and shit and you know what i'm saying that's all we had to worry about back then now shit and i say enjoy that shit when you young because when you get grown the bills never stop and you never stop working Mm -mm. like you never have to stop working for real for real like oof and you got to deal with that on top of other shit that come come with life so yeah but yeah when he jack said that i was just like man that is so true that is so true so um so yeah but um it also felt good real quick it felt good to be out um again just kind of 
getting back to some normalcy and doing things in life. Uh, you know, like, like I said, when I went out to the comedy show Saturday, there was no mask worn, nobody had on masks, but I wasn't even worried about it. Like for the first time I wasn't out paranoid and worried about catching that shit. And like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it just felt good. I don't know how long this shit gonna last because I'm hearing shit about monkey pox and shit, monkey paws. Was it monkey paws, monkey pox, some shit, monkey pox. I'm hearing about this shit and I don't know. So I don't know how long this freedom of, for real, of, of all these little, little, little diseases in there, these little shits. I don't know how long this freedom is going to last, but I show, uh, honey, I'm trying to suck it, soak it up as much as I can because that was some crazy torch. I mean, that was like, I mean, it just got old after a while. Just, just being too scared to go, you know, go anywhere. Just always having to wear a mask and. I mean, you know, it just, it got old, just, just the whole worry of it all just got so fucking old to me. So it was just like, it just felt good to be out and not having to worry about that for a minute, you know? So, yep. And, um, yeah, cause my, my niece was telling me she had to, she had to go get a COVID test cause she was going to Bali. Um, uh, she's going to Bali for her birthday, which was, uh, this week. So yes, I wished her safe travels and everything. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, so yeah, we're going to have to enjoy this while, while it lasts y'all, you know? Um, so anyway, let me get into today's topic. Oh, y'all like, damn, she just now getting into the topic. <laughs> but, um, so today's topic, now this came from a conversation I had with a friend of mine. Y'all know how it be, you know, I, these, these these uh conversations be inspiring some of my uh, podcast topics so this is what i want to talk about i want to ask you guys anybody listening have you ever had a friend who thought they were better than you mm and, and it could be for many different reasons, or it could be for one reason, but whatever the case, they think they better than you. Now, mind you, this could actually be a, a person that you've known for a long time too. It doesn't even have to be a new person. It could be somebody that you've had history with where it just seems like they think they are better than you. And, and I don't know if that's the word I should use. But for lack of a better word, that's the word I'm going with. Someone who thinks they're better than you. So, because believe it or not, truth be told, you are, there are just going to be some friends or a friend who think they're better than you. I mean, real talk. It could be anything like they are married and you're not. So they feel like they got one up on you because believe it or not, you know, some people are just competitive like that. They are. Um, it could be the fact that they make more money than you. And, um, sometimes you could tell too, by when you start to elevate and, you know, they may start to look at you or they try to, you know, they may try to diminish your elevation because they got used to you being uh, quote unquote, um, beneath them in a sense, or, you know, they got used to being the person who, you know, who just kind of had more going on than you. Maybe they always made more money than you. And so now you're starting to elevate in your career and now you're making more money than them. And because believe it or not, sometimes some people do get used to you being in a certain space in a certain place. And even though you guys are friends and, and, and I'm not, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to say, make it look like y'all might, you know, you might have a bad friendship. You might actually have a good friendship with this person. Like you might have a lot of fun again. You might truly love each other as friends, but that doesn't mean that a part of them don't see you as someone who can't compare to them or they just feel like you are, you are kind of like, you're the lesser, you're the lesser. 
And I know that might be something that some people, some of y'all may not even be ready to talk about. Y'all probably ain't ready for that conversation, but, but it's true. I mean, think about it. If you can have family members who, because y'all know how it is in families. Everybody got, everybody got them family members who either they got a, they got a, 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 some, a part of the family that's ratchet as shit, you know, real hood and street. And then you got the parts of your family that's, you know, might be a little uppity and they, they, they are considered the ones who think they're better than. And I think that sometimes it's just perception. I don't think that it's always the case of somebody really thinking they're better than. I think it's just sometimes the perception. Um, but, but I'm talking about somebody who you know for a fact may think they're better than you because of things they say to you or jabs they may try to take at you or whatever you know i'm not the case i'm talking about is not about perception it's truly you have evidence to believe like you know you have reason to believe that this person thinks they're better than you and i'm not I, i'm not speaking of it from a sense of oh you just think that that person is better than you because you are looking at what they have and you, you're comparing yourself to them you're starting because they make more money than you or you're mad because no, it's not that you may not think nothing of what they have going on, but they make it their business to kind of shine it in your face in their own way. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah. Or maybe something like, I mean, it's all kind of little, little evidence of, you know, somebody thinking that they're better than you. It could be shit like, um, like I said, they make more money than you or because they, they feel like they're, they're married and you're not. So they feel like they got one up on you. They may have a nicer house than you. Um, they just feel like they're of a, of a, of a upper epsilon. Now, some people may be listening and may say, well, shit, that ain't no friend. I mean, believe it or not, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. I I remember, um, I remember on Insecure, that's another show that was great because it identified a lot of, um, real life emotions that people feel. Um, some people felt like Molly felt like she was kind of better than Issa. Like she, like, like Issa, even though they were, they were friends and they were good friends, which I'm glad in the end they turned out to be okay, but they went through a little rough patch as well. And I believe part of that was because Molly was used to Issa being, you know, not having it together, just kind of being all over the place and just definitely making less money than she did, you know? Um, but when Issa started to kind of elevate, it was like Molly started to kind of feel away and act a certain way towards her. See what I'm saying? And and I I think deep down Molly kind of felt like she was like Issa was the lesser. Yes, and maybe I should say that. Maybe, maybe I mean hell, it's like saying the same thing though. You know, do you have do you have any friends who think of you as the lesser? Or hell, are you the person? Are you the friend who thinks of one of your friends as the lesser, or that you think you're better than? But who's gonna? Here's the thing: who's gonna admit that they think they're better than somebody? And whoever, whoever, any of y'all listen, ain't going to say, yeah, I'm the friend that think I'm better than, nah, no, no, no. But, um, this also made me think about a conversation I had with the, with the, um, like I said, the same friend we had, we were having a conversation and so this, this came up, she said to me, she said, you know, now mind you, I've been friends with this person for a long time this friend i've been knowing for years most of my friends are friends that i've had for 10 plus 10 years or better you know so this this one i've known 10 years or better more than longer than 10 years been i've been knowing this person for a long 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 time and she said to me we were having a conversation and she said to me she said you know she said i've always kind of felt like you were harder on me as a friend than you were with any of your other friends. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She was just like, you know, like if I said something that you didn't like or whatever, or, you know, it just seemed like you were harder on me, but you seemed more like you were more forgiving towards your other friends. Now, here's the thing. Now, when you've known someone for 10 years or better, 
yeah, they're going to know about maybe other things that you've gone through with other friends. Because at the end of the day, friendships are friendships are relationships, whether it's with a, another female, you know, whether it's with a, a fem- whether it's a female male friendship, whatever. When you've been friends for a long time with people, it, you're going to have gone through some some things, you know, So because friendships are not perfect. So, so yeah, she's known about other, maybe other situations I've had with other friends. It's like, I know, I know about situations that she's had with other friends. Um, and, and, and let's be clear. A lot of times, you know, just because you have mentioned things or spoken about things that you've gone through with other people, doesn't mean you were talking about it for the sake of just gossiping about your other friends or dogging your other friends or talking shit about your other friends. Like you talking about your other friend, you can't go back and you can't tell them to their face. No, sometimes you just vent, you know, you just venting or whatever, because you, hell, I know for me, sometimes I'm just more so trying to make sure I'm not tripping or I'm not the one that's, you know, wrong, but you gotta, you know, you know, you know, how you talk to another friend because they're going to give you the real, like, look, no, you was wrong. You shouldn't have did that or whatever, you know, it's just how it is. And if anybody was sit up here and listen, anybody who's listening was sit up here and act like they ain't never, you know, had a sad bar conversation with another friend about another friend, you know, maybe I'm not, like I said, not in the spirit of gossiping or talking shit about that friend, but just maybe kind of, um, getting some advice on maybe another situation that happened with that friend, because you want to make sure you ain't tripping or whatever. Um, every, we all have done it. You know, we all have done it. I don't know no person who have not had a sad bar conversation, whether you went, whether you went back and told the person you had the problem with your honest feelings, whether you did it or not, because sometimes you can vent to another person, but then you, you know, then you end up telling the person you got the issue with how you really feel, you know, but you, you went and talked to somebody else about it first is my point. But that doesn't mean that you did it in the spirit of being messy or just being a, a, a behind the back talking ass bitch or just whatever. And like I said, we all have done it. We all have, whether, whether, whether it was about your mama, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your other best friend or whatever, we all done had some type of sad bar ass conversation about somebody periods. And if you say you didn't, if you say you never done it, use a motherfucking lie and get off of my damn podcast and quit listening. Cause you ain't no, you ain't no real ass bitch. So anyway, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so anyway, so she said that she said, you know, I feel like you have always, you have always kind of been harder on me than your other friends. Um, you've been, you've always been kind of more lenient. Now the thing is, she said that, but my thing is, you know, she don't even really know. Uh, I haven't, you know, she ha- she doesn't even know a lot of situations that I, that I have been with through with other people. She can really only name maybe one. Um, she can really only she can really only t- mention. Ouch. She can really only mention one. Um moment that I had with another friend and it was where the friend had said something that I thought was kind of shady, you know, but that was it. That was some years ago. And, you know, but other than that, it's like, it's not like I, like I said, cause I don't make it my business to talk about my friends like that. So I'm like, well, I don't know what she's talking about, but she was just like, you know, she said, but it's not even just you. She said, I noticed that with all of my friends, she said, I feel like my friends are harder on me than they are with their other friends. And she said, she thinks the reason why is because she said, I think you have more in common with your other friends. She said, just like, I think my other friends, they have more in common than, than they have with me. And I, and now I, I want y'all listening to y'all can leave a comment or whatever. Um, and let me know what y'all think she meant by this she was like I said well what do you mean she said well she said I have a different upbringing than you know you and your other friends and I'm like now here's 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 what she's talking about so she comes from a two-parent home her parents have been together for a long time and they're still together so they've been together for probably like 30 40 years or something like that and she's basically saying like, you know, you and your other friends, you know, you guys come from like single parent homes and, 
Um, I just think that you guys feel like y'all can y'all more relatable to each other than y'all are to me. And I really don't know how to take that because I'm like, well, first of all, you're not the only friend that I have who come from a two-parent home. I have other friends that come from two-parent homes. And, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I just was trying to understand. I'm, like, trying to understand, like, where she's going with that. But I don't want to, listen, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to think of it like she's trying to say that, yeah, y'all, y'all all, you know, this, this, and that. Whereas, like, you know, y'all came from a certain background and a certain upbringing, and I didn't come from that. So I feel like, and see, I try to be fair and listen to everybody's feelings and what they're really trying to say, you know. But I'm like, well, what is she really trying to say? Because what do you think that me and my other friends have in common other than, and, and, and if you want to take it, if, since, you, since she mentioned the example of her coming from a two-parent home, okay, well, you can't say all of my friends didn't come from a two-parent home because you don't even know, you don't know what background all of my friends came from. You don't know that. And, and that's true. Like, that's honestly, she don't know what, where all my friends came from and, you know, who came from a two-parent home or who came from a single-parent home. She don't even know that. And, um, so I just thought that was weird. And then, like, what, what, what else, what else do you feel like we have in common that you don't feel like you share because here's the thing at the end of the day we all can cherry pick some some similarities and some not so similarities because one of the other friends that she mentioned me and her actually don't have a we don't have a lot in common as far as our upbringing her parents were together you know they were together as well her parents were together for a long her parents ended up getting divorced but still they were together for a long time um and I mean, just other little, you know, there's other little, um, comparisons. And it's like, like I said, we all have certain things in common and we all have some things not in common. So I just didn't understand that. I didn't think that was a good, I didn't think that was a good example. Now a person could, a person could sit and think like, oh, does she think she better than your other friends? Does she think she's better than you? Like, it's almost like somebody saying something like, because I actually did hear another girl say this about another girl. It was it was on the comment like, um, yeah, um, that must be because um, one of okay, a girl I used to be friends with. We're no we're no longer friends now, but it's a girl I used to be cool with. She had said that, you know, she wanted to be married before she had a baby. But at the time, she and her boyfriend were living together and had been living together for a while. So me, her, and another friend, we were all in the car and stuff. And we got to talking about that. Like, well, what would you do if you got pregnant? And she was like, she hinted to the idea of having an abortion. So my other friend kind of, took offense to that like you know like what the fuck like why would you you know what i'm saying why would you want to get an abortion and i mean you know you trying to you know what i'm saying you you already living with your boyfriend y'all y'all been together for a couple of years y'all live together so you would go ahead and, and abort your baby and to my, my friend was kind of feeling some type of way because she she you know she said that she you know she's actually lost a child before and for her, it's like, you know, you got women out here who want a baby and can't have them or they lost one. And you talking about you want to get abortion because you sitting up here um, caught up in a certain status or you want to have a certain look about yourself. And, you know, but you already living in sin by even living with your boyfriend. If you want to, you know, take it to the whole religion factor of it all, you already living with your boyfriend. So the other friend, let me give these girls I'm going to give them names. I'm going to give them fictitious names. I'm going to call the other girl. I'm going to call the other girl Tiffany. The the girl who living with the boyfriend or whatever. And I'm going to call the other girl. Uh, let's say Tasha. So Tasha was like, you already living in sin. You know what I'm saying? You and your boyfriend live together. So what? I mean, what? I mean, if you was to get pregnant, that's just some bullshit. If you want to go get an abortion. So... 
Tiffany like, well, I, shit, I feel like I can do what I want to do. And, you know, I, I don't want a baby out of wedlock. She was so determined not to have a baby out of wedlock. My stance on that is this. For me, I feel like this. Yes, I would like to be married first as well. Um, I would hope that that is how it goes down. But when you're, I mean, when you're sexually active, especially if you're, you and your boyfriend are living together, I mean, hell, it may not go that way. It just may not go that way. So I have to be open to that as well. So if I were to get pregnant, no, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to go run and get no abortion. But for her, she felt like, why the fuck am I even being judged on this? You know, my thing is, if I want to, if I don't want a baby out of wedlock, I can go get abortion if that's what I want to do. Why am I even being judged on that? And she was just like, you know, it's always black women that want to judge each other on stuff like that. You know, and she, and so she made a comment about the other young lady about, um, I don't know, forgot the fictitious names to Tasha and Tiffany. Was that it? But anyway, um, she made a comment like, yeah, she was like, yeah, she, that's probably the type of shit that she's used to. In other words, she was trying to say that, um, uh, she was trying to say that Tasha, man, I don't, I don't forgot the names on these people. Oh my gosh. Basically the one who said she would get the abortion if she was, if she was to get pregnant, um, before her, her man got married or whatever. She was basically saying the, the other, my other friend, she basically tried to say she was ghetto saying that, uh, yeah, she would, she would be okay with having a baby out of wedlock. That's kind of the comment. I can't remember what she said verbatim, but it was a comment leading to something like that. So, in other words, well, my whole point in saying all of that was that um, sometimes a person can kind of think that they're, you know what I'm saying, kind of of a, of a more of an upper epsilon than certain, you know, certain people in certain situations. But what I find funny about that is this. Now, let me address this whole two-parent stuff because I, I, I've, I've talked about this before on, on another podcast where I, I feel like this, I can't be envious of anyone, um, or, you know what I'm saying? Feeling no jealousy towards someone because of their upbringing or nothing like that. Because the way I look at myself is like this, regardless of, okay, I came from a single parent home. Okay. But my thing is, baby, it's all about the decisions you choose to make as an adult, because I know, and I've seen a lot of people who come from two parent homes, who, who came from having, you know, both parents, you know, whatever, whatever, and came from having the best of the best and having this, having that, and oh my gosh. But then you turn around and you see the choices that they made in life. And you're like, what? That's just like some of the people you hear about your, your fucking killer, serial killers and shit. And just, just like, just like, um, some of these fucking kids going and blowing up schools and, and shooting up shit and shooting up motherfucking a lot of them come from fucking two-parent well-to-do homes and shit you know what i'm saying come from the suburb it'd be them white kids too coming from those suburban well-to-do homes you know what i'm saying like so you just i just feel like i don't look at other people and feel no way because of their upbringing or nothing like that or because they came from a two-parent home because i feel like regardless of where you come from it's all about the decisions that you make in life and, and shit I must say, you know, so being that I came from a single parent home, I still, I feel like I pretty turned out pretty damn good. If I do say so myself, shit, you know, so it ain't about all that for me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I just don't know why she would say that, you know, like, Oh, you know, you, I, you, your other, you and your other friends, y'all have more in common. And she's like I said, she didn't say it was just me. She said her other friends as well. She said I noticed my other friends, they're more harder on me than they are with their other friends as well. And she said she think it's because we find our other friends more relatable. I, mm, I don't, I just don't know if I really agree with that. But um, but yeah. So I want to know, like I said, you know do you guys have any friends or whatever that, you know, you might've been on for a long time who you kind of feel like 
they kind of think that they're, you know, a, more of a of an upper epsilon than you, even, uh, even though y'all cool, but it's like a, like a little hidden thing. And one thing about females is sometimes it be like that. Like it really does, you know, and that's why sometimes when you, you have friendships with females, you know, you have moments of shade being thrown, little jabs here and there, little comments being, you know, and, and it's not always like, it may not even always be malicious. It may truly be subconsciously because they feel like they have had it better than you or they feel like they're somewhat better than you. And they may feel, I don't know, like for real, I think that sometimes people also feel like because they have a, 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 um, a better this than you or a better that than you, then they feel like you should be jealous of them or, or you should feel some type of way. And sometimes you may just not. You know? So, mm-hmm. Shit is crazy. But, um, speaking of, um, people shooting up shit. So, yeah, I, I, I saw on the news with, um, the shooting that happened in um Texas and then in the the fucking shooting in Buffalo. I'm not gonna talk about those on this episode. I wanna make a separate podcast because that's just, you know uh I just I wanna talk about that separate and I wanna gather some more facts and details about it before I start speaking on the shit. I I I can tell you this the shit is crazy. That's all I know. That shit crazy as fuck. And it's just crazy how that this is the situation in Texas happened right on the heels of the situation in fucking Buffalo. Like just crazy, and I I saw it on the news because I was looking um for a um I saw it on the news because I was checking to see um one of my friends actually one of my uh, good girlfriends she was um telling me to watch the news because her friend Jasmine Crockett which I don't know if y'all heard of her or anything or not but she um. She was, uh, this is in the state of Texas. She was, she ran for the, um, U S Congress or whatever. She ran for the U S Congress and, um, she basically, um, hold on y'all. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So, uh, she's a Congresswoman for the state of Texas and she was running for U S Congress. And so the results were in they were doing the results and stuff. And so as I was, you know, trying to turn to it and find that they were talking about the shooting and stuff. And I'm like, man, this shit's crazy. But, um, yeah, Jasmine won the election. Yay to her. Kudos to her. Um, she won. So now she's about to go from Texas. And I remember when she ran for state, um, I remember when she ran for Congresswoman for the state of Texas, you know, to, you know, to be one of the people who actually like help make the laws and stuff. Cause my, my good girlfriend who was also on her, um, campaign helping out and everything, she played a big part in her, um, helping her campaign and everything. She helped her back then and she won back then. That was like two years ago and I can't believe it's already been two years. So like I said, she ran for U.S. Congress and which my friend was, you know, also helping her on that campaign as well. And she won. So now she's about to leave Texas and go live on Capitol Hill and be working with Nancy Pelosi and making fucking laws for the world for the, I mean for the country oh my gosh that's big shit yep her name is Jasmine Crockett and um but yeah her and my uh good girlfriend are really good friends so I thought that was a that's a big deal I thought that was really cool so yeah but um yeah I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna make a separate video about um the shootings and stuff and tell y'all what I think about everything and you know so yeah, um, I think that's all I have for today. Um, but yeah, so let me know, like, do you have any friends that, you know, you feel like think is, um, they think of you as the lesser person. Now, let me say this too, just because they think that don't mean that you are just because they think they're better than you don't mean that they are better than you. And just because they think you are the lesser don't mean that you are the lesser. I'm saying 
this is what they think and feel be you know for whatever reasons like i said it could be hell it could be something like they could dress better than you they feel like they got more you know fashion sense than you or they feel like they live in a nicer home than you or they feel like they make more money they drive a better car it could be for whatever reasons you know or they feel like they got a man that's treating them better than your man treating you it's something it, it could be anything so yeah y'all let me know and let me know, you know, what do what do y'all do about that? How do y'all handle a person like that? Or do y'all deal with them at all? Or have it has it ever came to a head where y'all got into an argument? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, and has somebody ever actually told you that you were jealous of them? Because sometimes that's how you know too, because they'll tell that person may tell you that they that you are jealous of them. Yep. Like, oh, you're jealous of me because I have this and you don't. You're jealous of me because I don't have, you, you know, you have this or you mad because your man don't do this and mine do. Like, shit like that. So, y'all let me know. All right, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here and Sigma is lay it down. Lay it down. Don't forget to um, follow this podcast, subscribe and download and share. And um, so next time I'll catch y'all on the next episode. So next time, peace. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.